When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With us today is uh, Dr. Stephen Cates, also known as Dr. Sky, and uh, uh, we look up in the skies at every weekend and we wonder what the heck is going on up there. Uh, Steve Cates, tell us what's going on this uh, weekend. Well, good morning, John, to all the listeners of the Cats Roundtable. Here we go again. If you want to get really competitive in the space business, we really ought to look at what China's doing, John. And here's just a rundown of some of the accomplishments they've made in such a short time. Back in 1964, they launched their first rocket with a couple of mice in it. In 1970, they launched their first satellite. It was called the Dong Fang Hong One. Then we go to 1999, they launched their first unmanned spacecraft. But things get more interesting. The Chinese in 2003, they launched their first astronaut. And they don't call them astronauts, they call them tikonauts, meaning space and heavenly space explorers. And the list goes on, John. It goes on to talk about the first space station in 2011, the first Chinese lunar lander in 2013, and then their great efforts to land on the planet Mars, doing things that have happened, you know, they did it in such a short time. And now they're developing these methane-powered rockets for exploration, and they really have made some serious accomplishments, don't you think? Well, they're moving at a faster speed uh, than uh, we are. I guess uh, uh, we have diversified. I'm sure that China is still all government money versus with us. It's NASA. It's and then some of the private companies that are that are uh, starting to do things. Um, Yes. Any opinion on that? I mean, who is in the lead as far as the private companies? Well, SpaceX, John, has the lead, undoubtedly. I mean, Elon Musk, the genius that he is and the things he does in space, this is interesting. His Starship rocket that he's going to develop again so that it's pretty much hopefully a flawless rocket, it will be able to deliver payloads not only to the moon but out to Mars, whereas a myriad of problems are occurring with the NASA program with Artemis. It's way over budget, as we've talked about before. But seriously, the Chinese... They've really gone in so many different directions. And now one of the last things that they're looking at doing, maybe not the last of all time, but the latest, I should say, is they're looking to build a constellation of a bunch of these spacecraft that will go out into the heavens, not building like we have a James Webb telescope, but smaller, more independent little spacecraft. And then they're obviously looking to do something even more incredible, and that is build their own GPS system. They don't want anything to do with our GPS they want their own, and that's an ongoing project right now. So they're way ahead in many ways. What would they do different on their GPS system? Uh, maybe put it further out into space so you need less satellites to communicate uh, totally uh, uh, within the, 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 the solar system, I guess, or within between us and the moon? They're looking to put them into maybe a geosynchronous orbit, John, that's way out and above most of the low-orbit satellites. But they don't want to depend on our system at all, and I think Russia's doing the same thing. They don't want to have the possibility of interfering with our systems, 
because in the event of a war, they would want to be standing tall and not have to have that, you know, our system go down, or even if they took our system down. They want in other, in other words, if, if Russia decided to shoot down our, our system or if China decided to shoot down our system, they're the only ones capable of really doing it at this point, unless we talk about the space aliens. Uh, <laughs> right. if, uh, if they move them out far enough, uh, we will be exempt from, that, from uh, the uh, United States system. Absolutely, John. You know, there's so many other subjects to talk about here. And just quickly, as we wrap it up, we talk about the solar max, this particular solar cycle, 25. Astronomers are saying it's much more intense. We know that. And it probably will peak earlier. And that peak now could occur around mid-2024. But listen to this, folks. This is interesting, John. Back on October 28, 2003, the Earth was hit with this massive solar flare system that was called the great Halloween solar storm. At that time, the Earth received, get a load of this, three terawatts of energy from the sun. What did it do? It had the people who were flying polar routes on big commercial airliners, they had to go into lower latitudes because of the improbability of not being able to communicate on their radios, causing a lot of extra expense. And that particular solar flare temporarily lost so many satellites in space, not to knock them out of space, but they couldn't communicate with them. So we have to be careful. Well, not much we can do about it. The solar storms that are coming, they may be more intense than uh, even that. So we'll keep our eyes to the skies on all that. Well, thank you so much. Anything to do with the... I, I saw some stories that the Mars rovers and the, and the helicopter is making record flights on Mars. Yes, John. This ingenuity is really a marvel of technology. And a long time ago, I had the privilege of talking to the chief pilot out at JPL on this. And you're right. It's doing so many flights. It's actually you know, paving the way for future exploration on Mars. And when these future Mars rovers go there, now they'll have an opportunity to leave the mothership, as they say, do like a helicopter does, do its own ability to fly far and away from the mothership. So we have to give those good folks at JPL, you know, a lot of congratulations. They've done something, I think, quite amazing. And always, we remind everybody, John, to always remember to keep your eyes to the skies. This weekend and this week, there's a meteor shower, a series of them called the Torrid Meteor Shower. They're known for slow fireballs in the sky. So if you look in the evening into the eastern sky and happen to see a few of these fireballs, know they came from the Torrid Meteor Streams. More information always at wabcradio.com with our Dr. Sky experience. And, John, always a privilege and honor to be with you and the listeners of the Cats Roundtable. Dr. Steve uh, Cates, uh, or Dr. Sky, and plain old Steve Cates, thank you so much, and thank you for making us, all of us, smarter and, and moving our mind along, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you, John. Have a good morning. Morning. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.